You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Unscrewed. The show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I'm your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. Hello, everyone in Unscrewed Nation. It's been a... I feel like I said this every Spare Parts now, but boy, howdy, it's been a hard couple of weeks. How are you all doing? I am up and down. I had a fairly down period recently and I'm only starting to pull out of it. I think in large part thanks to having a really great Pride weekend here in Boston this weekend, getting to do some really great community organizing canvassing work for protecting trans rights to public accommodations here in Massachusetts, which shouldn't be a thing we need to do, but still is important. Getting to hang out with friends in my community and be in the sunshine and just all be queer and out and proud together. It was it was just what my little heart needed, I think. So I recommend finding connection wherever you can. And if that's with me here on this podcast, then I'm glad to help play a part in that because it's meant so much to me to have connection and community lately. This is the last spare part before I go on summer hiatus. I mention that because it's making me do some evaluation about how the show's going I'm sure you picked up on it, but it's been hard to get it done this season. And I just feel like I need to rethink the sustainability of the show. Those of you who listen regularly know I produce this all by myself. I'm literally in my bedroom closet right now. And that's been fun for a while, but it just eats up a lot of time, especially the editing, which I feel like somebody else who is better at it could do faster and better and more efficiently. So I'm trying to figure out ways to make the show financially sustainable. Even if I weren't making money that I could hire an editor, that would be amazing. So I'm wondering if you would kick into a Patreon if I launched one for next season, or if you prefer like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter more of a short-term thing to raise money all at once to pay for a season. I'm going to make some decisions in part based on how much input I hear from y'all. So if you could let me know if you would support a Patreon, a Kickstarter crowdfunder style thing, both or neither, that's going to be really super useful to me. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jacqueline F. You can email me privately, unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. 
I love doing it. I love talking with you all and bringing you all interesting conversations with people who make my life better. I love doing the show, but I just need to readjust the calculus, I think. On to more interesting stuff. I had the great good fortune to be a guest on Daniel Mallory Ortberg's podcast, Dear Prudence, which is the podcast version of his Slate advice column of the same name a few weeks ago. And it was so interesting and fun. He's so smart. So this is just a tiny preview. We answered a bunch of questions. There's one about gender identity at the doctor and there's one about poly wedding etiquette and it was really groovy this particular question as you'll hear is about a woman who thinks that she might be secretly a fake lesbian dear prudence i'm 24 the woman i love recently asked me to marry her and i said yes i should be overjoyed but a possibly ridiculous fear keeps attacking me i'm scared i'm not really a lesbian I never came out as such. I was forcibly outed when I was 15, when a boy stalking me went through my Facebook, found messages between me and the girl I was in love with at the time, and posted them publicly. My parents found out and were horrified. They sent me to a therapist to, quote, correct me. I left home at 18 and am estranged from them now. I didn't want to date boys in college, but assumed I was straight and just hadn't met the right man yet until I met my wonderful girlfriend and just couldn't help myself when she asked me out on a date. It's been five years now, and though I love my girlfriend, I'm honestly terrified that my therapist and parents were right, and that I am actually straight and just scared of real relationships with men. My therapist was convinced that my having had bad experiences with boys stalking slash assaulting me had caused me to think that I didn't like men. I'm not sure it's right to let my amazing girlfriend marry someone who might wake up at some point and realize this whole thing was just a phase after all. Should I tell her my fears? Is it unfair to her if I don't? I've never shared this fear with anyone and need advice. Oh. So just right off the bat, no, what you are dealing with is, you know, deeply internalized homophobia and trauma. Just to be super clear right out of the gate. Yes. I mean, the letter is so clear. You're not interested in dating men. You've really doesn't sound like you've ever found a man you wanted to date, but you couldn't help saying yes to your girlfriend. You're clearly madly in love with her. Your parents and this therapist have fucked you up. And I'm irate at them if I'm being perfectly honest. It's it's horrible. It's it's horrible. And I'm so sorry, because this is the kind of situation where I would often say, I, I think a therapist would really helpful to you. But this this is a woman who's been deeply traumatized by therapy. Um, therapy has been wielded as like a homophobic weapon against her in order to shame and confuse her and make her feel responsible for having been, you know, stalked. So I, I don't want to just say lightly, you know, go see a good therapist and you'll feel great. But Oh, man, please, please do feel free to share this with your girlfriend. Please share this with your friends. Share this with people that you know and trust and love. Not in the sense of I I think there's any validity to your concern as to whether or not you legitimately love women or are a lesbian. Um, But in the sense that, like, you have been traumatized about your lesbianism from a very formative age. um, And people have made you feel personally responsible for the ways in which your family and men have harmed you. 
Yes. And I do want to say, like, depending on where you live now, you may be able to find a therapist who specializes in LGBTQ issues. And you can even find a lesbian therapist. A therapist who's an actual lesbian. Yeah. So um, so don't think all therapists are like that therapist. And, and de- again, depending on where you live, it's it's perfectly possible to search for and, you know, on the phone, you know, before you even meet them in person, when you're screening therapists, say, what's your feelings about lesbians? <laughs> and, you know, you'll get a sense from them pretty right off the bit the bat. So you you deserve a, a really actually good qualified therapist and the support of your sweet fiance, like who probably is gonna, I hope, like wrap her arms around you and and kiss your brow and tell you that those people really did you wrong. Yeah. And if she knows anything about your history and you were to share this fear with her, I think she would, like us, be able to pretty immediately um, not dismiss your fears, but say, I see where these fears are coming from. And they're coming from years of trauma and homophobia. You know, take another look at your letter, letter writer. You you don't say anything about, I think about being with men. I sometimes think about being bisexual. I sometimes think about being heterosexual. Um, I'm not really sure that I love my girlfriend. It's all doubt about yourself as a result of specific particular acts of abuse. Like, I can't really be a lesbian because I didn't come out. Uh, because I was forcibly outed, as if coming out is what makes you a lesbian. You know, something was taken from you, right? Like you were denied the opportunity to come out when you were ready, when you felt safe, when you wanted to, because a man was stalking and harassing you. And that's terrible. And that doesn't make you any less of a lesbian. That just means that you're a lesbian who was hurt by a homophobic man. And, you know, your parents attempted to send you to corrective therapy, which is abusive, Um, And I'm so glad that you're estranged from them now. I'm so glad that you left home and that you're no longer in contact with these people. But, yeah, I I think that, you know, that that message that you continued to absorb even after you were out of contact with them was, well, if I don't want to date boys, it's either because I haven't met the right one yet or because I've had a bad experience. There's sort of nothing that can happen or that nothing that you can feel that could rule out men as an option in this framework and then on the other hand, there's kind of no degree to which you could love, be with, be attracted to, be interested in women that would actually prove your genuine sexual orientation, right? Like if you're not interested in guys, it's because you haven't met the right one or because another guy hurts you. It's sort of like impossible to rule them out under this framework. And then on the flip side, you know, if all you want to do is date women, you fall in love with a specific woman, you want to get married to a woman, there's always a reason for this framework to invalidate that. So you kind of can't win. It's such a mindfuck. But I want to say to you, letter writer, that you sound so in love with this woman in your letter. Like oh, your yeah. love for her is so palpable and apparent that it it's it's lovely and it's heartbreaking that you are not able to be just bathing and wallowing in it right now. And it makes me, again, very, very angry. So that is just a taste of my guest spot on the Dear Prudence podcast. Uh, We actually had more advice to give that very dear letter writer, as well as a couple of other really fantastic questions. And if you pay for the subscription model, we answered a question about nudists at work. That is just one of the all-time greats. So check it out. That's the Dear Prudence podcast. I highly recommend even when I'm not on it. Okay, lastly, I have like a little preview for you. I usually run outtakes and clips 
from interviews after the main interview airs. But because next week's show is going to be the last one for the season, there's not going to be another spare parts. I just had to share with you this outtake from my conversation with therapist and educator Shadeen Francis. You'll hear her full interview next week. But here is just a little clip that you won't hear on that show. I'm telling you the hummus was delicious. (laughs) I will actually remember that forever. And there will never be a time when like anyone talks about food sex that I'm not pondering like <laughs> what other savory flavors. Like I really am serious about guacamole. Like if hummus guacamole was good. Guacamole might be good. I don't know. I was very skeptical. I was like, hummus? What? <laughs> and he was like, let's try it. And I was like, okay. Okay. And it was actually like way better for me than sweet stuff. No, it like, I feel like just... You're, you're so right. Like the flavoring of body parts doesn't complement sweet well. We really need to do better about our food pairing and sex. Yes. Yes. Maybe it's not food and sex. Maybe it's just that we need to go savory. Probably. Or like maybe we need to like dig even deeper and like tailor each individual person's like body oh, chemistry. Right. Yeah. Like we do with like scents or like wine. Like oh, maybe... Yeah. Like maybe somebody, you know, would do really well with like a sweet or a sour, right? Like, ooh, like your body tastes really good with sour Skittles. <laughs> we should just we should just do like a body sampler. Yes. You could do like a little flight of tastings just like on their body yeah. and like, yeah, be like, like I think you would pair thing. well with uh, yeah. escargot. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. <laughs> oh my goodness. We just invented body sommeliers. Body sommeliers. Yes. And now everybody knows like the depth, like the true depth of my ridiculousness. Like people are like, oh, like, you're such a serious and professional human. And I'm like, LOL, <laughs> never listen to anything I actually do. Uh, everything's so serious <laughs> all the time. Like, I feel like, I feel like, le- I think you're absolutely right. Like, levity is so important. It's so important. Because I, like, in some ways, when we're talking about hard stuff, it's easy to do the serious piece. Yeah. Um, and, and most of us are trying to move out of how serious and heavy things feel and into something more light. But then we have all of these like really serious, intense, gut-wrenching conversations and expect them to like manifest themselves into like joy. Yeah. Uh, and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely, they, don't. they do not. And that seems like a great note to leave you on, Unscrewed Nation. Please take care of yourselves and try to manufacture your own lightness and joy wherever you can. That's all we have time for this week. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Jacqueline Effable, on Twitter at Jacqueline F. You can find me and all my upcoming live appearances, and you can reach out to me to book a live appearance in your community uh, at JacquelineFriedman.com. You can also see show notes and links to past episode of this show, as well as stuff I've written, all of that good stuff. That's J-A-C-L-Y-N-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N. Dot com. You can find this podcast, of course, wherever fine podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, you name it. We try to be there. And you know what I want you to do? Give us five stars and a two-sentence review. It makes su- it really legitimately makes a difference. Uh, if you're going to miss the show, if you're sad we're going on hiatus, you can express that to me in the form of a review. And I'll ask one more time because I'm shameless. If you read Unscrewed the Book... 
and you have two minutes to give me go on to Amazon you don't have to have bought the book from Amazon give it five stars give it a two sentence review uh, and you really are going to help bump me up in the search results and help other people find the book I can't thank you enough for all your support this season. It's been amazing and it's been especially amazing since I've been touring with the book to get to meet so many of you. And, and now when I sit in my closet and record this, I think of your lovely faces. As always, Unscrewed is produced and edited by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and was developed in collaboration with the establishment who also developed the sound cues. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.